in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The MLB All-Star Game is tonight, and there's a new rule. If the game is tied after nine innings, the winner will be determined by a home run derby. Each team will have three players selected, and they will get three swings, and whichever team has the most home runs on those nine total swings will win the game. I hope it's tied. I do, too. This I want it to be happen. be great. Terrific. Weird uh, Pete Alonzo, like, screaming at people. <laughs> the... Three AL players will be Kyle Tucker, Ty France, and Julio Rodriguez. The three NL players would be Kyle Schwarber, Ronald Acuna, and Pete Alonzo. Who pitches? That is a good question. I'm guessing just some sort of bullpen pitcher, whoever pitches BP before the games type guy. Okay. I would guess maybe each guy can bring out they their better own that, They better bring that screen out. Yeah. <laughs> Get drilled. <laughs> I also would like uh, to leave you. The uh, other team can put as many fielders in the game oh, to, try to, catch it. to try to rob home runs. Right. Yeah. If you rob a home run, it doesn't count. I think you should be allowed to put all like 15 position Against player all stars out there and try to rob home runs. That would be great. But I am absolutely rooting for a tie in the all-star game to see what is effectively a swing off. You know, I forgot this and I was reminded of it yesterday by Demon. I thought that it's still was the winner got home field and I guess it doesn't. You did the Dodgers have played in the I World know, Series. But why did why did they change that? Away from the World from World Series home field? Yeah, why did because they change that's it? stupid. Why did they change it to that in the first well, place? Well, because I I like that in case the NL won and the Dodgers was in the World the World Series. <laughs> I don't like that. That sounds stupid. <laughs> I just forgot it got changed. I was on a show yesterday, and, and I said it, and I'm like, no, hold on. And like, in three minutes, DeMond checked, and he came back on. He said, no, you're wrong. Like, well, that's usually the case. <laughs> that's a great, great question. Clayton Kershaw will start the All-Star game tonight for the National League. Is he getting a bump simply because it's at Dodger Yeah, because Stadium? he doesn't start anywhere else. Another Dodger does, Tony Gonsolin. So, 11-0. So... Yeah, he gets the bump because it's his uh, it's his home field, and he's pitcher of his generation, and he's never going to be an all star in Dodger Stadium again. So yeah, poor Shane McClanahan, the Rays pitcher who nobody can get a hit off of, doesn't get to start because Clayton Kershaw has got to start in his own stadium. I feel bad for Shane McClanahan. Uh, did you see the first two pitchers or two hitters Clayton gets? Shohei and Judge. Yeah, <laughs> that could be two nothing. There you go. You're welcome. It's like Clayton said yesterday, I hope I don't screw it up. I said, well, there's a chance you will. Uh, did you know the National League has not won the All-Star Game since 2012? Uh, no, I still thought they got home field. How in the world would I know the <laughs> National League hasn't won since 2012? And I watch it every year. I watch this game every year. The uh, Here's a fun fact for you. The American League has won the World Series every year since the Astros switched to the American League. And okay, that's a fun fact. It is. It's not much of a serious fact. It's more it's of a not. fun fact. The Astros have not been on the losing side of a of an All-Star game, All-Star game since 2009. Because the National League won three straight, then the Astros switched, and the American League has won every game since 2013. And that's the reason why. Of course. What, what, else, what else would it be? <laughs> Couldn't be any other reason. Next question. UNLV will play USC in football in 2027. By then, it'll be a Big Ten opponent. 
Uh, UNLV already has Arizona State and UTSA on the schedule for 2027 as well. Uh, but UNLV now has at least one, sometimes they have two, but at least one power conference team on the schedule every single season through 2027. Plus Houston, who will be in the Big 12 by then, is on the schedule for 2029. So, Well, they're going to have to make that Arizona State game go away because it's uh, going to be a Pac-12 game. It'll be a conference game. Yes, right. yes, yeah. be a conference of course. Game. They got yeah. a couple of those. Arizona yeah. State's on the schedule twice. And I think, oh, man, they have to change those. It's going to be a conference game. Somebody, I want to say there was somebody else. Maybe it's, maybe I'm thinking of UCLA, which will just be a Big Ten game at that point, too. But yeah, so I UNLV football scheduling. Should they have two power conference teams on the schedule every year? Well, they should have one for sure, but I like the fact they have two. I, as a, as somebody that pays attention and we talk about it, I do too because it is I more like interesting, right? Yes. Because, well, you play UTSA. Nobody cares. The game's on Idaho, ESPN Idaho Plus State. at 3 p.m. Right. But, like, this will be on actual TV. Sure, they're usually going to lose by a lot of points, but it's more interesting. I think the the actual program, though, I think it's dumb. I think one should be their maximum because this is a program that needs to go to bowl games. Like, that's the goal. That's the, the bar that's success for UNLV football. And the more power conference teams you play – the less likely you are to go to bowl game. Now they're projecting by 2027, they're going to be a good Mountain West team and we, we'll be competitive with Arizona State and USC. But what we've seen from the history of this program, they should be playing one a year max and trying to find as many wins in the Try to get to six wins. Right, because that's success. If they win, like if they play Arizona State and USC and lose both games by 14, right, which would be great. Right. And they win five games that year. That's a failed season. Whereas if they replaced USC with Idaho, Idaho. State <laughs> and beat Idaho State by 31, then you and nobody cares about that. But if that is the They're reason they get to six, people would be excited. That would be much yeah. better than hey. And people would not. And if they get to a bowl, no matter what year, oh, people's not people are not going to remember who played in the non-conference. Do not care. They who don't they care beat who to they get play. There. This no. program gets to six wins in a bowl game. Yeah, they don't care who they play. They could have played Idaho State six times. Yeah. It doesn't would matter. Care. Go to nobody a bowl would game. Care. Next question. All right. The Raiders are going to hold joint practices with the Patriots. We knew that, but it's going to start August 23rd. They then will play the Patriots in the preseason three days later on August 26th. And then they play the Patriots at the regular season as well, but not until December. So a lot of time will go by between those. So that's three opportunities for no media availabilities. <laughs> for either side. For either side. <laughs> three opportunities to stand in 120 degree heat with no shade. And a 50% chance there's water. So yeah, it's uh, three three opportunities for us. Is there any reason they shouldn't do a joint practice with the Patriots? Or is that being like too paranoid? That it's being a little paranoid. The only reason I would give credence to it is you play them in the regular season. Okay. Like, I do think it's a little weird to do it with a team you are going to play in the regular season. Especially, we'll see how both teams are. But there's a legitimate chance. December 18th, Raiders-Patriots is two teams fighting, fighting for a, for wild, a wild card, card spot. spot. There's a legitimate chance yeah. that happens. Like, that could be... The biggest Absolutely. game on the schedule, right? Like yeah. that like that could determine which team goes to the playoffs and which team doesn't. Again, it's August to December. It probably won't matter that much, but there is a little bit of me that says, ah, I might not do that if I'm Josh McDaniels. I might say, you know what, Bill? You I know whose idea it was. That is a good... I, probably Belichick well, or probably McDaniels. Well, I mean... Might be Belichick also, though. He'd like to get a look at it as someone as much as possible. Maybe. I'm just, 
I don't know. There's part of me that's like, hey, if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'd be like, all right, Bill, you know enough about me already. Get out of here. <laughs> like, you don't need to know anymore. Man, you know, that's a great question. Mike Trout yesterday announced he will play in the World Baseball Classic in March, and he'll be the captain of Team USA. I know you don't care as much about the World Baseball Classic as I do. I'm very, I care very about much, Mike Trout. Very much to looking watch forward to this. Last time, the United States did not get the best of the best to go play in the World Baseball Classic. We still won, by the way. But we did not get our best players to go. Mike Trout being the captain, does that make... I think other guys will now follow. I kind of think it does, too. I think other guys will say, okay, if he's going to do it, then yeah. I'll go do it as well. Like, Do you get you know, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts? Like, imagine that's your outfield. Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Yeah. Like, do you get that as your outfield? Do you get the best players? You won't get the best starting pitchers, most likely, no, because, because of the, it's spring training. Right. They won't have been working. I mean, maybe some somebody will, but they won't have been, you know, ramping up to be ready to pitch in this. You're going to get double-A pitchers or whatever. But the position players, I, I hope this means people will see Mike Trout and say, you know... Mike Trout's playing, although he's a bad fantasy football commissioner, so maybe he got don't. asked about being about being replaced as commissioner yesterday. Oh, did he? I yeah. missed that. He was excited. Was he? Did yeah. he say who's going to be I the commissioner? I forget who the guy. They actually asked him, who and he it said was. who I was going to be the commissioner. And he said, he said something like, "Well, he's already in trouble, <laughs> well, or he's already know, doing something wrong." We know Alex Bregman won the league. We know Manny Machado was in it. We know Jock Peterson was in it. We know Eric Cosmer was in it, and it wasn't any of those guys. No. Okay. It was so not. somebody new is going to be the commissioner yes. of this league. Maybe it's the but it was that... it was fine. And Mike Trout goes, "Oh, I knew I'd be asked about this." <laughs> it was like the first question to him. He's like, you know, he's just sitting there and he's not going to play in the game. But obviously, anyone who made the All Star team is available for interviews. He's... And it was the very first question. He's like, "Oh man, I knew I was going to be asked about this." He's injured. Don't care. He's going to be the captain of the World Baseball Classic Team USA. Don't care. The Angels are hilarious mess and like failing again. Don't care. How about that fantasy yeah, how about football? The fantasy league, football Mike Trout? Exactly. Phenomenal. I love it. They, there should that should have been all the questions. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> World baseball classic. Don't care. How about this fantasy football league? I'm out. Uh, this is uh one of our show's favorite topics. Leonard Fournette's apparently fat. According to Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, the last time we saw Fournette, he was a, about a donut shy of 260. Wow. He certainly doesn't look like a guy they could play every down. Coaches were not happy, and that's an understatement when he didn't participate in OTAs, but then he shows up at mandatory minicamp weighing damn near 260, and that's not a good sign for a guy you just spent a three-year contract on. Uh, for reference, Fournette is listed at 228, so that's sort of his expected 260 weight. would not be a tricky body. No, that is, yes. We for know a what running that back. Is. We know what that back. is. That the, is fat. Yes. Uh, this is one of our favorite topics where we call professional athletes fat for simply being slightly overweight. Over exactly. Ridiculous physique. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Leonard Fournette, apparently fat. Well, 260, yes. Yeah, apparently fat. Was he on the uh, Eddie Lacy offseason diet? Apparently he yes. was. A donut shy of 260, according to Rick Stroud, which, by the way, Rick Stroud, beat writer, covers the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you think he has, like, a a source that gives him Leonard Fournette's weight? Like, does he have oh, a source I'm good sure enough that knows how I, much Fournette weighs? I'm sure at? he does, and I love that the beat writer actually wrote this or right. said this. Yeah, I said it on a podcast. He said it on a podcast, but, I mean, he still said it. Right. As a beat writer. Like, that, like I, I couldn't figure out if he had a source that told him, hey, he weighed 258. 
or if he was just eyeballing, oh, wow, Leonard Fournette looks fat. I think he, someone told him because they weigh these guys every time they report. I love that. I love the idea that, he, that like, probably somebody within the Bucks was was upset enough about Leonard Fournette. That they tell the beat writer. That he went to the beat writer and said, this guy's huge. He's 260. Like, this guy weighed in at 258 and a half. <laughs> and we saw him eating a donut afterwards. He's probably 260 now. Like, I love that that might have been oh. a conversation from, like, some assistant coach with the Bucks or something like that. Trying to shame him into losing weight. That's right. Be yeah. like, get this get out there. Get it out there as quickly as possible. So Leonard Fournette actually gets off the donuts and on the treadmill. It's great. And Leonard Fournette would walk in right now and be the best in shape of any of us while we spent well, three minutes talking yeah, exactly. about how he's too fat yeah. to play football in the NFL. Tremendous content will always be my favorite. Coming up next, we'll jump into a little bit of college football. We did have conversations that if there's not a national standard, we need to explore if we can have common state laws among our 11 current states, eventually to be 12, to support healthy name, image, and likeness activities. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. Coming up later, we're going to have tickets to go see the Las Vegas Aces. We are also going to have tickets to go see ZZ Top. We're sending you to uh, ZZ Top. They're coming to Las Vegas in December. We are giving you a chance to win tickets before you can buy them. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, to go see ZZ Top or the Aces a little bit later in the show. Um, why is nothing happening in college football realignment? I feel like we had UCLA, um, USC move to the Big Ten, and then it was panic. What's going to happen? Is a conference going to fall apart? And we're sitting here on July 19th with nothing else having actually could happened. Could it be that they're waiting for the Notre Dame ball to drop? That they're all waiting around to see what Notre Dame does? So... If the bit if if they're waiting on Notre Dame and if let's say Notre Dame decides okay we'll join the Big Ten then the Big Ten's at an uneven number and presumably adds at least one more team if right. not three. I guess my question would be why would that affect Utah Arizona yeah. Arizona State uh, that's from, a, that's leaving a great question. from leaving the Pac twelve for the Big Twelve Big Twelve would be my guess yeah like uh, maybe I mean it might be because like conceivably if Notre Dame were to join the Big Ten then Oregon might be sitting there saying, well, you got to add one more at right. least, and we should be it. So maybe that's possible. And if all of a sudden Oregon left, then the Pac-12 schools might say, okay, we better get out of here as soon as possible. It just, like, is there a chance the conferences right now are content? I don't think the Big 12 is. I don't think the Big 12, they're the number three conference now. So, so I don't know if they're content. Well, they're, I'd say they're four behind the ACC too. Oh, I forgot about the ACC. That's okay. A lot of people do. Yeah. I forgot about <laughs> they <laughs> ACC, not non-existent, but I, I, I always don't consider them, and you're right. They are ahead of the Big 12. Um, the Big 12 met with those four Pac-12 schools, and right. nothing came of it. And, like, so let me ask you this. From what side is nothing coming? Like, is the Big 12 Oh, I saying, think the Big 12. You think the Big point, 12 is saying? I think Arizona, Arizona State, would, and Colorado and Utah would jump because of the fear that whatever's going to happen with the Pac-12. And, and that's that's what I would think, too. If I was one of those schools in the Big 12 I'd offered, get there as soon as possible. I would be gone, too. Yeah. And because that would effectively shore up the Big... Like, the Big 12 would survive, right? If the Big 12 yes. added four Pac-12 schools, the Big 12, it's not going to be a great conference. It's not going to be the SEC or the Big 12. But 10. it's going to survive, right? right? At that point, you've got enough good members that you're not going anywhere. And I would think if I was a school, one of those schools, I would do the exact same thing, which leads me to believe 
the conferences are sort of taking a breath. Okay. With where they're at at the moment, like may, and, and they might be looking at it saying, well, there's nothing that really adds value. Like if you're the pack 12, you might be looking at it saying, sure. We could offer San Diego state and UNLV and Boise state a spot, but we don't think those like, add value like they might be looking at it saying that's that what, right now. you know that's what we said last week when we talked to mark Ziegler that unlvc i think unlv and he's right and i agreed with his points that i think unlv has some things going for it being in this town and, and the stadium and i i do i do think they have things going for it but what would they bring in terms of value on tv right and that's and maybe that's where we're at right now is the conferences are looking around saying, okay, if we're going to make a move, we need to do something that adds value to yeah, us. Cause why bring teams, why bring more slices of the pie in and have to split up money if they're not going to bring you anything of value, if they're right. not going to bring their own resources financially. And maybe conferences are saying, okay, nothing adds value to us right now. Right. Maybe, it, maybe that'll change in the future. And that's why we've sort of stagnated despite hundreds of rumors or whatever discussions about what happens next in college football. And maybe it takes Notre Dame moving for that to actually kick off a crazy scramble between the PAC 12 and the big 12. And maybe at that point, the ACC, I mean, I think Notre Dame has two years left on its NBC contract, but don't you think they would just be leaving too much money on the table TV wise, not to jump. Don't they, don't you think they have to get in the big 10? So, to me, it all depends on if the Big Ten and SEC do actually find a way to break away from college football. And maybe the ACC or Big 12 comes along with them. But that, to me, is really the key. If the NCAAs, like if college football stays intact as it is, Notre Dame stays independent because they make so they, they have their own television deal. This isn't, hey, we're joining in a conference and we're splitting it up 16 ways. They have their own television deal. They don't need to join a conference to have that massive television deal. So if if everything were to sort of stay as is, I think Notre Dame stays independent. But if there's some sort of, hey, we're breaking we're away. We're leaving. Right? It's We're not dealing with the NCAA anymore. We're doing our own thing. Then at that point, I think Notre Dame. Goes in the Big Ten. Right. Has to join a conference because then who's Notre Dame playing? They're not playing. For well, if a, they're not playing the best teams for a championship, then right? Then they're that's not Notre Dame, right? Then they've got to join a conference. And at which point, I don't think Notre Dame. I'd have to look up what their TV deal is. I don't even know if it's if I don't even know if it's public because they're a private institution. Right. But like at that point, Notre Dame would have to join the Big Ten. And honestly, they probably wouldn't even lose money, right? The Big Ten's television deal is going to be so ridiculous that yes, they probably wouldn't even lose money. They just are sharing part of this giant pie with, with all other the schools. with all the and, rest. Adding Notre Dame, when we talk about adding value, adding Notre Dame is a program that adds oh, value to any conference. In every, in every way. Right. If you, if the Big Ten adds Notre Dame, they can absolutely go to television partners and say, this gives us X amount more dollars. So currently right now, <clears throat> Notre Dame's deal with NBC is $15 million a year through the 2025 season. Okay. It's not well, actually that much. They'd make a lot more going yeah. to the Big Ten. So... Those, those, like you said, those contracts are going to be enormous. Yeah. So I'd be fascinated to see what happens with Notre Dame and how they respond. Because again, they they prefer to be independent. We we oh, know they, that. That's what they would want right. to do. And so if college football stays the same, they're going to stay independent. It's going to take sort of that massive. Hey, we're leaving this. We're doing our own thing. Are you coming or not? In and they which case, come. Notre Dame would say, okay, yeah, we're coming. We're not sticking around and playing the Mountain West and the Conference USA for all our games. You sure it was 15? Yes. And then Man, uh, that sounds low. I just uh, pulled up an article from CBS Sports from yesterday. 
Apparently, Notre Dame is willing to remain independent if they can up their annual media rights to $75 million from NBC. That's a big jump. That is a big jump. I would be too willing to remain uh, yeah, independent. Exactly. If, if they got $75 million a year. <laughs> I would too. Well, That's they'd I would be, be. I mean, what would they be getting from the Big Ten? $40, $50 million? Well, that's what Big Ten schools are getting now. Yeah. Their next I television mean, deal with USC, UCLA added, and then if Notre Dame is added, would be 70, 70 million? $80 million. Right. Like yeah. that, and that's where this whole break comes into play, where are we really going to have Big Ten schools getting $80 million from their television <sighs> deal, SEC schools getting close to that, and, and, Pac-12 then, getting, and then Pac-12 schools getting, getting 35 Right. Eight, hell, ACC schools getting, well, I think their deal is $30 million yeah. right now, whatever it is, like Big 12 schools getting, like we're not even talking, like obviously Mountain West schools getting $4 million. We're not even talking about it. We're talking about a break in the Power Five. Yes. We're talking about a break from the SEC and the Big Ten getting more than double, close to triple what, what the other two right. or the other three get. Which is r- ridiculous. Like that's not the same. You're not in the same sport, right? You're playing on a different right. level. If if the Big Ten schools are getting $80 million, and the Pac-12 is getting 25. So real quick, uh, according to an article about the, uh, from the LA Times, um, initial reports indicate that the Big Ten's new media deal could be worth a billion dollars a year. Yeah. Currently, yeah. it's $441 million. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're adding LA, one of the biggest yeah. markets in the country. One of the biggest TV markets in the and country. And then if they do add Notre Dame, you're adding one of the best you know, brands yeah. in the country. And then conceivably, you've had one more program. Let's just say it's Oregon. That's not really a massive market, but it's a pretty good program. Like Phil Knight, right? That's very. Nike. That's a very easy thing to go to a television partner and say, "Look what we added." Right. Double our our TV deal. It would come out to sixty two point five million per school per year. Yeah. Okay. And I think it probably ends up being more than that if they actually add Notre Dame at that point. Um, my favorite tweet on conference realignment from the last couple of weeks. Did you see the mayor of Connecticut? He got asked on Twitter if UConn's going to join a power conference. And the mayor of Connecticut said, they're good enough to join any conference they want unless other teams are afraid of them. How much is this guy in the closet with no idea? No idea what's happening out there. What is he talking about? The SEC had a meeting. Oh, man. They said, you know, we're thinking of adding this uh, Connecticut team. And Nick Saban said, absolutely not. I oh. will not win another championship if we put UConn in the SEC. The Big Ten, we'd like the Southern California TV market <laughs> because we certainly don't want to add UConn. So let's just add those two LA teams. If he was specifically talking about the women's basketball well, yeah, team, exactly. I'd yes. be t- if, listen, if I was in the Big Ten and all of a sudden, hey, UConn's coming in and I was a women's basketball coach at Maryland or Indiana or Minnesota, I'd be like, damn it. Yes. Like, oh. Yes. I am afraid we got screwed here, <laughs> but the women's the basketball, yeah, men's basketball is not even considered in realignment, let alone women's basketball. So yeah, that was my favorite tweet. Jimmy Harbaugh wouldn't know Connecticut had a team. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. Into the press box summer edition. Joining us now is Charles McDonald. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at 4Verts and check out his podcast, The Exemplist. Good morning, Charles. Charles? I'm going I'm to ask a question I think I know the answer to. Did you watch any of the Home Run Derby last night? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, well, well, see, I was going to, uh, 
But then I logged on to my YouTube TV and I realized it expired. I haven't watched YouTube TV in like four months, I guess, probably since like the Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, I got on yesterday. It said, uh, hey, if you want to watch the home run, Derby, pay us $65. I said, no. Uh, so I went back to the Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, probably going to get a better answer here. You tweeted this this morning. Can you explain uh, getting drunk at a sporting event and buying strangers beers at the stadium? Oh, man. Yeah, that was a mistake. So, like, if, so if you cover football, you don't really get, like, any fan experiences uh, anymore. So, I mean, like, because every Sunday you're working all day, uh I mean, there's just really no time to just like sit, like sit down, kick back, and be a fan. So there was a time after I left SB Nation in 2019. I think I had like two or three weeks, maybe a little bit longer, uh, to move up to New York City, uh, you know, to start working for the Daily News where I was covering the Giants and the Jets. And uh, I live in D.C. at the time. My, you know, I went to high school outside Baltimore. My family still lived in Maryland at the time, so. You know, I was like, oh, I got some free time. I don't have to cover any football for a couple Sundays. Let me see what it's like just to go back and kick out a game as a fan. Uh, and like I said on Twitter, like, I don't really like getting that drunk at, you know, sporting events, concerts, just because, I don't know, it's too many people. I don't trust y'all. I don't trust myself <laughs> when I get into that state. So I, it's just better just to, to, to stay on the safe side. But I did get really hammered. And you know, this guy asked me, he was like, oh, well, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm about to move up to New York a couple of weeks to be a reporter. And then we started talking to a bunch of people, uh, like, in my row, I think during halftime. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go <laughs> buy all you guys' beers. Like, I don't really know what got into me. But, I, you know, <laughs> I went downstairs. I don't remember how much I spent. But I remember at the time, I justified to myself because before the game, I was pre-gaming. I had like these random bars in Baltimore. And if you've ever been to Baltimore, like to drink or pre-game or whatever, something like that, it's really not that expensive to get super hammered. Uh, So, you know, I probably spent like 25 bucks before the game, drunk as a skunk walking in. And then I probably spent, I mean, I probably, I definitely spent like about a hundred dollars of the game, just buying these strangers beers because (laughs) I was in a really good mood and I was super drunk. I got to watch Lamar during the MVP season. Kyler Murray, I think that was his rookie year. It was a lot of fun. Great day, great game. I just spent way too much money. I can't remember. I can't believe you remember anything about the game. Uh, I think the Ravens won like <laughs> I think they won like twenty-seven to seventeen. I do remember Lamar hit like Mark Andrews on a really nice pass, like on a wheel route for a touchdown. That's about all I got. <laughs> I I think it's good though that you getting really drunk at a sporting event leads to, like, acts of kindness and not acts of violence. Oh, yeah. I'm a – look, when I get drunk, I, that's that's the problem. Like, I just say, hey, who wants anything? <laughs> Food? <laughs> uh, another drink? <laughs> anything? Like, what do you Beer? guys need? Uh, so that that's my toxic girl trait, for sure. Uh, you uh, sent a tweet yesterday also about uh, whatever the hell NFL Plus is. I don't actually know what NFL Plus is, but – how many streaming services do you pay for? And apparently YouTube TV is not one of them anymore. Um, I mean, well, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting question. How many do I pay for? Okay. Oh. Yes. yes. Actual, uh, actual pay each month. Uh, I pay for Disney Plus and HBO Max. Uh, but I have access to Netflix, Hulu, H, uh, Netflix, Hulu Amazon Prime, 
ESPN. You know, it's like a it's like a barter system. You know, so hey, I got HBO Max. You have Netflix. You want to exchange, or I'll ask my mom, hey, have you bought anything <laughs> recently that I can log into? So basically, throughout the years of being a lovely son and a lovely friend, I have access to basically everything except for YouTube TV, HBO Max, Hulu, Netflix, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, ESPN. I mean, you name it, I got it. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, the corner <laughs> store of all these streaming services, but you can't buy off me because I took it from someone else. My buddy, my buddy streams fights illegally. Have you ever done that? No, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely, you know, I, I definitely haven't gotten booted off MetLife Wi-Fi or trying to stream Falcons games while I was covering the Jets. That's never happened to me. Um, <laughs> did the NFL mess up by not allowing alternate helmets before this season? Yes, of course. Like I, I, I don't really understand, like. Well, I, I mean, I do understand the reasoning for taking away. It, it's really, to me, it was really nothing more than just like cutting corners on cost because they were, because I, I think if like the whole reasoning was why they got rid of it was, you know, maybe this can be a way to limit concussions. If we just have everyone just wear like one standard helmet, you could change the decals on it. But like helmet technology has come so far. Why would that be an issue really? Like, would it really be that hard for, you know, you to duplicate someone's helmet with all the money and resources that these guys have. No, I think they just wanted to cut some corners on that for a little bit. But it's popular. It's good. It uh, gets people more engaged in the games. I mean, I was I, I, one of my favorite Falcons looks ever is when they wore the the red helmet, the red throwback helmet with the black uh, top. So I uh, I think it's good that they bring it back. It just brings some more variety. You get more classic looks. But more importantly. You get to see how many of these modern uniforms are just terrible uh, when they go back to the throwback <laughs> look. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing that they're bringing it back. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to see like, what they're going to do with the Bengals helmet. I thought that was awesome. Uh, the Panthers helmet they dropped today was uh, it looked cool, too. And obviously, you know, like the Falcons dropped their throwback. I think the Patriots are going back to uh, the home logo that they used to have. It, it's a good look. It's a good feel. And uh, I, I think it's just a reminder that a lot of these uniforms used to be really good, and these modern, you know, guppies are just overthinking from the colors of the head. Right. I forgot you had the the old man take of everything was better in the 90s for logos and jerseys. Okay. But I'm not even that wrong, because the problem is, <laughs> <laughs> I am declaring my opinion to be correct, but... Uh, come on, like, you, you can't look at that Eagles logo that they dropped and say... Oh, it's just like a little bit too minimalist. Like, okay, have you seen the, the Cavaliers jersey that came out yesterday? Yes, I have. It looks like a practice jersey. Yep. It's a little bit too small. Like the Jaguars, you got teal, you got black, you got white. That's easy. Why are you wearing practice jerseys every Sunday? I don't know. I think we're getting a little bit too minimalist. Don't even get me started on the Super Bowl logos. That's a whole nother rant. But, you know, I, I think things were better back in the day when we used to try and put a little character into these things. Now it's just we're going for sleek at the point where we're losing what made things great in the first place. Make football <laughs> logos great again. Well, what's wrong with the Super Bowl logos? Uh, there's no character in them. Like, they used to at least, like, try to get assigned to a city. You know, like, whatever city was, like, we'll have, oh, you know, design related to that. And then I think around, like, Super Bowl, like, 48 or something, they were just like, nah, uh, just silver letters. All of them. It's going to be exact same. I thought it was kind of cool. Like we could get like a little a local artist touch on what 
the Super Bowl logo should look like. But now we're just going to go corporatize, boring, snooze, fall asleep in your meetings, and that's become football culture somehow too. Is Justin Jefferson going to be the best receiver after this year like he says he will be? Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, that's definitely something that he should believe in, something that's attainable. I don't even know, like, I don't know why you can't even start the discussion now. I mean, he's had – has he had the best start ever to someone's career? First two, I mean, first two years. Right. The first two years, like, this has to be the best ever. Like, the only person who could probably compare is, like, Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the, the hard thing with me with that comparison is, like, visually when I watched Randy Moss play – I just remember, like, I've never seen anything like this before. Like, I feel like I've seen, like, the Justin Jefferson style receivers before, but you can't, you, you, you cannot discount the production. Uh, and it's not even like, you know, you can point to, not, not, that I, not that I would, like, discredit Devontae Adams with this at all, because I think he's the best receiver in the league and, like, a first ballot Hall of Fame talent. But you can't look at Justin Jefferson and say, oh, you know, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. That's why he's putting up these numbers. I mean, he's playing with Kirk Cousins, who was, to me, like a, a well, like a guy who's ranked like ten to fifteen on any given year, it's not like he's the worst quarterback in the world, but he's certainly not the best. And the fact that he's putting up all these numbers with you know Dalvin Cook getting injured, the offensive line being bad, I think he's, I think he's got a realistic claim to be the best receiver in the league right now. Uh, but if he wants to, you know, pump his own horns, then I'll press the gas for him. Like I, I don't really think that that's egregious opinion outrageous at all. I, I think that that he should definitely feel that way about himself and should feel that he's the best receiver in the league today because no one can guard him. Uh, it's weird because when you look at Justin Jefferson's like profile as a college receiver and even at the combine coming out, it doesn't really paint this picture of this guy who was going to be like the number one dominant receiver in the league, but here he is. Uh, and I, I think it's just been really cool to watch. And, 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 you know, what's also cool about, like, going back to the LSU offense is you can find yourself, like, getting into debates where you watch these guys in college and you're like, okay, well, well who really was the catalyst for all the success? And the cool thing with that team is all three of them because we've seen Joe Burrow be great, we've seen Jamar Chase be great, and Justin Jefferson is knocking on being the best, knocking on the door of being the best receiver in the league. So that was kind of a, a cool little drafter, I thought, with how those three guys' career have gone out so far. Well, he's Charles McDonald. If you sit next to him at a sporting event, make sure you get him drunk because he'll start buying you. Yeah, uh, I, I will buy you a beer. Unfortunately, <laughs> Charles, as and, always, and I, I won't even Venmo you afterwards because <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. We appreciate it, Charles. Thanks, Charles. All right, talk to you next week, Charles McDonald. Uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Four. I'd start asking for like hats and stuff. Oh, you like buying the merchandise? Yeah, is where you're going. He says he'll buy people stuff. And be like, uh, yeah, I don't need a beer. I'll just go get a hat. At the Nationals game, I went to. Uh, you can order food from your seat, right? You can also order merchandise from, from your, your seat. seat. Yeah, you can like buy a jersey from your seat, and they deliver it to your seat. What kind of tickets did you get? Because I never had that experience. All of them. When there's, I went. there's a little um, what are the QR code on the back of the seat, and you scan it, and it takes you to like the MLB Ballpark app. Oh, and that you must can, be new. You can select food, or you can select merchandise and scroll through and buy merchandise if you want. That must be something new. Probably try to get less people walking around. I guess there's actually well there are a lot of Braves fans there, Danny. Yeah, pretty right. pretty full stadium actually, but it was sounds about right. When fans. when I lived back there, my mom's a Mets fan, so we would go to the Mets games, and there were tons of Mets fans. <laughs> oh well, all right, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see the Las Vegas Aces today.
They are playing the Atlanta Dream at 7 o'clock, and we got four tickets for you to go see the Aces and Dream in the ESPN Las Vegas Fan Zone. The Fan Zone is brought to you by West Star Credit Union and Finley Volkswagen Henderson. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Four tickets to tonight's Aces game. 702-364-1100. Be caller number 7 at 702-364-1100. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. Uh, Danny, what is NFL Plus? Uh, Essentially, it sounds like NFL Network through a streaming service that you have to pay $5 a month for. Why would I pay for it? Like, what what do they have on that I would pay for? Everything that's on NFL Network. Documentaries, replays, shows. I don't need to pay for it. What doesn't get NFL Network? I believe so. The only... Plus side is that it says you'll be able to stream games that are in your market. But I, if you get the ticket, although that's a lot, a lot of money, I mean, there's other ways to see all the games. And it, who who doesn't get NFL Network now? Are I there, mean, somebody who actually, doesn't have cable, period, would Oh, Danny's raising Network. his hand. I don't have cable. Yeah. I, I stopped cable probably two or three years ago. What do you have? have? have you ever I don't had, have anything. Have you ever had the desire to watch NFL Network? Uh, no, the only time I've ever like purposely turned it on, like with a purpose, is uh, during the combine or the draft. You bet stuff. <laughs> You're yeah. betting all but the time. But yeah, but I don't watch Network. this stuff. But I didn't sit around and watch NFL Network for hours there's on end. There's nothing on NFL. I mean, occasionally they have I like mean, a Thursday night game in the past, I don't know. but there's nothing on it. I don't know. Do you get ESPN? I I have ESPN Plus on my phone, and I check it constantly. Okay. So you don't need NFL Network. Don't watch it for anything. Will you stream it for five bucks a month? Um, There's nothing on there you want. I'm gonna wait to see what cell phone service picks it up. Because right now I have I have Verizon, so I get free ESPN, Hulu, and Disney. All off your phone. All on my phone. All with my service plan. I get them for free, and then I have every other streaming service. Do you oh, have and I also get yes, but okay. it once. Once my plan reaches twenty dollars a month, I'm canceling it because their product isn't great, and I'm not paying twenty a month for that. Boy, she'd live at our house. She'd love you. My God, though, what we pay for that—I don't even—it's embarrassing now what, to say what we pay. And what I you? also, uh, through my phone plan, I also get Discovery Plus. This is Shark Week. It just started yesterday. I did, I believe. I did see Shark Week. Yep. In Discovery. What What do you pay for? What streaming services? Well, I mean, I guess we have most of the sports packages. What, no, no, I, what, not, not not through cable. No, no, I'm saying like oh, Netflix, Plus. Hulu, ESPN Plus, Apple TV, MLB ES, package, ESPN whatever. ESPN Plus, I don't have the MLB package. Six ninety every Dodger game, my That's friend. right, you do get every Dodger I, so game. I, why would I need an NFL package? Good point. Do you see ESPN Plus is raising their price? I think I pay that per month, so it just comes out of my bank account, so I never know what I pay. Do you have Hulu? Uh, we have Hulu. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes, but only because we wanted to see. Um, do you, do you have the bundle? That's what I was going to say. They have a fifteen dollar bundle. It's all Hulu, three. Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus are all sold together. I'm that's, sure I'm paying. It, I'm have. sure I'm paying it individually because I didn't know there was <laughs> and a I, bundle. It's like thirty bucks instead of fifteen. You know, we only got ESPN. <laughs> we only got the Disney because we wanted to see Hamilton, and I don't think we ever canceled. You, it. Never, you never canceled? Oh, I never watch it. Going to say like because I have the the ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu bundle. Okay. We use. Micro- How? What do you really watch? ESPN Plus? No, I know you watch that, but do you watch the others? Do you watch Disney? 
Uh, yeah, all the Star Wars is on there, and we watched all the Star Wars. Okay. And we're there's like a million Star Wars things that we're slowly working our way. So through. Disney's one of these things, like Netflix and others. They have past stuff. Yes, you yeah. go oh, back yeah. and a lot and of watch. like oh, any Disney thing ever is on Di- Disney. Yeah, Plus. Disney. Where me and my girlfriend are currently showing my stepdaughter like all the Disney shows that we grew up with in the nineties. They're okay, all you can watch there. them all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I should know three, that given I have Disney Plus, I believe I pay for Peacock so I can watch soccer. Unfortunately, right. NBC screwed me over on that one. But hey, now it'll be on. Uh, was it ESPN Plus starting next no, year? No, Premier League's still on Peak. They resigned. Oh yeah, Peacock. Premier League. Um, and I'm trying to think. We use her parent, my uh, fiance's parents, Netflix. We just use. Oh, theirs. you just use a sign in. Yeah, and I don't. Do we pay for anything else? I feel like I'm missing at least one other thing. You, you pay for your, HBO. You have Apple TV. Uh, no, I did not have Apple TV. HBO, I have somehow through my. TV package. Yeah, through your package. Direct TV gives Direct us Direct TV HBO. gives you like all like whatever, six or seven HBO level we have of yeah, channels we gives have us that. HBO. We have that. So it's you a pay lot. a lot, don't you? Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's, it's we're embarrassing getting, what we pay. The whole the whole cord cutting thing like sounds great. Like don't pay for cable. <laughs> but it's like if you actually want to watch things, yeah. You have to pay for all these like eventually we're gonna yeah. be paying more for streaming stuff. Like all these streaming companies, as we are for cable. I was, in, in 20 years, we're going to be like, oh, it'd be great if somebody would bundle all these things together and sell it to us as one price, which is what cable your is. Your limit's 20 bones? No, my limit is price depending on product, and their product does not meet $20 a month. Danny sounds like he's not happy with I would Netflix. much rather pay HBO, which my brother pays and I use his account, <laughs> but HBO has such better product that I would much rather pay their price instead of Netflix. Plus, uh, I only and... use Netflix to watch, like, Seinfeld and, like, three other shows. Peaky Blinders? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I, I already watched You gotta the, watch uh, that. I already I watched the new is. season. No? No. We're trying to finish Stranger Things. Let me let me slow down. And oh, I'll, I'll watch that's that. right. Remember I told you I hadn't seen that? Yeah, you haven't seen any of it. Um, but my to... daughter reminded me I did see it. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot you watched it? Yeah, because I watched it with her. Because so, it was on the other night, I said, "Oh, Tyler was talking about this. Seeing his fiance watch this, she goes, What do you mean? You watched the first season?'" With me. <laughs> I'm like, and the only reason I remembered that then was Winona Ryder's in it. Yes, yeah. And she I like, oh, mom. that's the show that I Winona Ryder was in. I know who that is because of Stranger yeah. Things. No, I have no clue about anything yeah. else in that show. If it makes you feel any better, I only watched the first season and then the episode nine of this last season and half of episode ten. That's all I How I've do watched. you keep up that way? I, don't understand <laughs> I didn't. I didn't keep there. up. I woke up from a nap on the couch, and my girlfriend was watching it. Don't give me any spoilers. I've only made it through like three or four of this season, Danny. I don't even know if you know what's happening though with just half of a season or half of an episode. 